podcast after a bit of a about a week's break again uh we return for episode 71 and today we're going to discuss the reason for that short sort of weekly break and that is we have only just recently uh this past weekend concluded our very first D campaign so this episode we're going to talk through our enjoyment of D, our characters how the campaign went down and uh how we sort of all felt about it so yeah do you want to dive in then aiden yeah i mean I think it was our first attempt at D&D for all of us, mm. uh, everyone in the entire campaign. So uh, originally there was six of us. Yeah, six of us, mm-hmm. including the DM. Um, and then that changed. And then we had another six men that joined. And then that changed. But it was a first, so it was a first go for everyone. Um, yeah. I can safely speak for the three of us talking here today that we thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, mm-hmm. There was some learning curves. There was some... Um, you know, joyous moments or some quite embarrassing moments. But overall, it's been an absolute um, journey. Um, it's definitely expanded our kind of love in D&D. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. we've all been aware of it for many, many, many years. Um, but it's become a little bit more accessible, you know, due to um, it being online and interactive online. We use Discord to, you know, do it with our other friends who, you know, we're all scattered across the country. So, um it's been really good. It's been an experience. Um, and as Natha just said, we concluded our campaign in live. We all went to London and met up and, and did our final, what, six, seven hours worth of campaigning, probably something like that. Was, yeah, um, yeah we, we we concluded it uh, with a triumph, triumphant victory. Spoiler alert. But we did. We uh, we, we came out on top just just about, I think, just about. Um, it's very close. Yeah, it was very close. And but it, but it was a, such a fun adventure um and i know we're going to look at carrying on um hopefully with everyone else's permission we'd like to start sharing clips from the next campaigns you might start recording bits just just to kind of broaden our podcast uh channel a bit especially because this is something that we are spending a lot of time on hence why our episodes have kind of gone down recently um but it's just to give out extra content and we're we're fucking loving it so if we could share our stupidity to the rest of you we're here for it um but yeah for me uh i i picked a ranger um who i didn't realize until i kind of explored the dnd forums and read it a bit more i kind of the butt of the jokes in dnd so of course that was me that picked that but um it was it was fun um initially i started off as uh named rama Mm -hmm. after the uh king that he is from the raid series um but as we went along i decided you know it was, it was a bit generic and I, uh, I i did a bit of research and i actually listened to a song that kind of made me get into it um get into the name uh, so it was damocles uh, so i listened to damocles by fight star and was like you know what i forgot how cool the story of damocles is uh so yeah that was my character in the end it was called damocles he was a uh, goliath ranger and uh he was subpar useless for a lot of the campaign but then in our final 12th hour of need we had some new weaponry and some boosts and i came in clutch as fuck i'm not gonna lie 
Yeah, the uh, the the, dra- the Dragonborn bow was quite the uh, equipment changer. And what? Yeah, bullshit is is really the only way of saying it. Because I was so the broke you know, rogue and the broke paladin. Oh yeah, because as if you could, right as if you could even say that Helsinger was even remotely close to that Dragonborn bow. Like watching no, really watching wasn't. you do like the long division worth the fucking additions and all the rolls you were doing on top of it was absolutely so, so, absurd. So, so for the audience's perspective, um. Our campaign essentially um, was us finding these god weapons. Uh, we had to fight off a mist, um, and you could only do this with these like god tier weapons. And that was the whole journey was going through different portals and finding them. Um, we initially started with this uh, hammer called Hellstinger. It was essentially Milnor Thor's axe, mm. um, but complete hammer shit. Thor, Thor's um, hammer. Yeah, so it was complete shit though. Uh, you, you know, like the attack on it was pretty pissed. Like you had a one day charge where you could roll 4d4 and it just did nothing. But then I got my bow and the special ability was I could shoot three bows, uh, three, sorry, three arrows in one, in one attack. Um, I had two attacks per turn and my hit rate was so high that I rarely ever missed. So I was like getting like 50, 60 damages every time. Um, it was very broke, but for the ranger out of the two here today who did, moderate damage whereas as we get on to fucking rogue and paladin over here i literally one shot in everything in its path i feel like i got my i feel like i got my win towards the end yeah no i think it's is it definitely a moment of glory you know i mean but yeah. tin tinged by just an absolute fuckload of bullshit <laughs> <laughs> it I mean, a sustainable da- yeah definitely not. no i just i'd have still done damage if i just used a normal longbow because it would just been two arrows but when you you slamming six arrows at someone, like yeah, it was bullshit. But I'm here for it. You've, you've a, little, a little bit of a turret, but um, but yeah, but Ben, do you want to say, you know, how you sort of found the experience? Yeah, I mean, so I mean, I've been an avid D and D watcher for a very long time. Uh, this is obviously my first opportunity to actually play it, um, and it was greater than I expected. Uh, I mean, so I'm a. I played a half elf. Um, uh, originally, my name was Joy Boy, but then I changed that to Randir Buller. Uh, and yeah, I think uh, luckily in D and D law, elves are really racist anyway. So I just sort of ran with that idea. Where I'd been tortured by my my own well, half of my kind, and. Uh, so any any opportunity to to spit on or threaten to murder elves, I did, and even in our prologue, I did go and kill that entire kingdom of elves. Um, you mean the canon. epilogue? Also, I mean. for full disclosure, Ben is not a racist in real life; he's just an elf racist. No, but if if you've uh, my character had been his mother been burnt to stake by elves, uh, been kidnapped and forced to murder people and. For forty for odd years, and then, yeah, I think my disdain for elves is warranted. Um, True. But yeah, I think uh, I mean my first role of the entire game was absolute shit. It really didn't set me up with much confidence. Yeah, you, you like, fumbled the bag. I, yeah, my greatest stat being sleight of hand at the time, and as as I'm gambling and I'm supposed to have like proficiency in uh, playing cards. Um, I decided to bet my entire gold coin, my only gold, 
lost it straight away. I mean, it was almost, you know, poetic that you ended up winning the campaign for us, so... Well, yeah. I mean, it's kind of a... Yeah. Well, you guys don't know that, because you, you were all unconscious. I was the last man standing, stood on the dragon's head in the air, carved out its eye, mushed up its brain. It, it was a beautiful safely. finish. A beautiful finish. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, 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 I do like to call myself... Uh, the dragon slayer now. So I fucking knew it. <laughs> Dude, that's yeah. all I've been here in the last three days. See, well, yeah, I mean, if I'm checking here, you've even, even got the little bags of dice with the dragon on it. <laughs> yep, that's my one. Oh, Christ. But um, I'm just upset I couldn't like take a trophy from it or something like just pop a tooth out or yeah, or something like that. But, um, but no, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, so I played an arcane trickster because I wanted that little bit of magic and Although I didn't actually even I only used my familiar a couple of times in combat. Mm. Um, mm. I think it was the, probably one of the more fun subclasses to play. And yes, I did ridiculous amounts of damage constantly. I don't think uh, my average was probably about 25 mid-game and then about 31 near the end every turn. Absolutely disgusting. Because uh, Ben did reveal to me uh, that he, he was using... Uh, the, the the familiar in order to give himself advantages is that correct Ben was that how it was operating? Uh, I only did that once or twice. Only once or twice, not, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, to be fair, I did tell Tim at the end to include my my familiar, but it may, yeah, it, it is it is worth noting that this was Tim's first campaign DMing. So uh, Ben, having watched a lot of D and D content had a, probably a much greater grasp of uh, some of the rules than Tim did. So Tim had... Mechanically, yeah. Me mechanically, in terms of mechanics. But uh, narratively, but, uh, Tim was fully in control, so... Oh, and I think yeah. he's... Because he's, uh, it was a whole whole homebrew as well, so it's completely mm. homebrew. Mm. Uh, and I think it was brilliant. Yeah, so, uh, we... It we really good job. We all, we all spoke very highly of, of, of Tim's DMing, and we definitely stand by that. For a first-time go, it's fantastic, but... um. But yeah, so personally for me, I, I played, as you said, the Paladin, of course, as I play Paladin everything, World of Warcraft, Final Fantasy fourteen, and now in D&D as well. I played as Relic of the Flame, uh, a lawful neutral Paladin who uh, cared only of the law. And if it was written in his golden term of the law, then it was to be. So as soon as I sort of stepped off the boat of the very first session, I was immediately sort of in my mind, like seeing the infractions, the health and safety uh you know, the regulations not being enforced, the failures of um, sort of safety manuals and stuff like that, that all that this fishermen on the dock were committing and uh, tallying that the uh, sentences up in my mind. And initially I, I did I one... I had a five intelligence uh, Well, yeah, okay. So, because I, I, for, for those of you not familiar, that when you generate a character in D&D Beyond, which we used, which is a superb service, I might say, for, mm. for pretty much a free service, to have like all the character builder built in, to actually have the interactive dice rolls and everything and all the explanation, the spell management, you know, adds your modifiers automatically to your rolls. Supreme system, in my opinion. But um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, what, what was I saying? Um, but, uh, you, you, you rolled for your for your uh, abilities. Where yes, yeah, yeah. With the point by system, which is a completely valid system that they offer. Yeah, absolutely. Right. But I didn't know that. So I, I generated them through rolls. So I had like ridiculously high strength uh, re relatively high. I think it started with like 16 charisma or something. I don't think I ever had any points to charisma. 
but quite high wisdom as well, quite high on constitution, very, very low intelligence and an okay dex. So I started with like, I had like, I don't know, like 18 armor class. And um, I, I, I should have really been playing dumb as a brick, but that was kind of the idea that like, if it was in, it was very much supposed to be black and white. If, if it's written down as a law in my book, which I basically just made up on the fly, if they completed a crime, then that was it. And my intelligence meant that I didn't have the rationale to sort of provide any critical thinking to that. It's just ah, a crime is made, you, you're done. That sort of thing. So. I mean, that that kind of worked well because you absolutely decimated a child's hand for stealing. <laughs> that was an ex. That was and that was one of many many fuckeries with the law. Yeah, the, 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 I was. I did heal the, the child afterwards. So I did lay on hands the child. It took it, some. It, it took convincing though. Well, a, a crime had been met and the punishment had been dealt out. That was how it worked. So, that... so what? So what was Archie's punishment for farting on you? Is that a oh yes? It must be worth noting that, um, as you sort of said, the number of our players sort of changed. Is that we lost one, gained one back, and then lost that person again. So it was a little bit of chaos in, in the campaign. But generally speaking, the core group was relatively unaffected. But uh, <laughs> Vesterian, uh, my played by Archie, who's been on this, this the podcast many times. Uh, was quite the inflammatory character, uh, and uh, yes, he he took a liking to, to to pestering and and frustrating my character through various uh, projections of one's bowels, and uh, yeah, it eventually got very very frustrating, and I did have to punish, yeah, uh, one shot him, one shot him. Uh, but yeah, no, I I really really enjoyed playing D anD. I feel like I I really enjoyed the character that I'd set up with Relic is that. You know, I, I was still making decisions I wouldn't have made, yet it felt, you know, that, that consciousness of the law that I had to be considerate of actions, not just what that I was taking, but also party members. So, like, I wouldn't support things or, or like, you know, encourage people to thieve and that sort of thing or sell things off that, you know. And so it was it was an interesting consideration to have, and it was fun. And playing the Paladin mechanically was interesting, I think. Most of it came down for a lot of the campaign just doing big hits with the... Uh, Channel Divinity, Divine Weapon, and uh, Divine Favor, Divine Smite, that sort of thing. You just do all these rolls to like, do like one big big hit. And sometimes it was very, very satisfying. You also had like the nice little uh, Lay on Hands pool and Divine Sense and that sort of thing, which, yeah, it was, it was really, really fun. And I definitely enjoyed the the character aspect of it. But uh, yeah, I mean, do you guys want to say any more, anything more about the campaign in terms of like the specifics of it? Sort of the, have any highlights? Oh God, there's so many highlights. Uh, I, what was I going to say? Um, I, I mean, before we jump onto that, I must say, what I think we all initially on the first one or two sessions really struggled with was like embracing the first person character role play. Mm. We were all we were all a bit like hesitant to really get into it, but then but like by week three, we were like just fully invested. And I must say, it's not it's obviously you know something we'd need to keep an eye on in future campaigns. Is, uh, we occasionally got inspiration points for really acting in character, but like, that kind of trailed off towards the end. Mm. But like, I think... system to keep track of. Too. Oh, it is. It is a hundred percent. But like, you know, I got I got an inspiration point for um, retelling the story of where I essentially killed the D and D equivalent of Hitler. Um, uh, but like, I feel like Nathaniel should have had quite a few inspiration points for how like law abiding he was and how like. Uh, into his character he was I, I just think that's something we should we should as a group try and look for next time because mm. you know especially you know i think before we move on to our highlights we should talk about vidovia so josh who's also been on this podcast uh back in berserk and warhammer um 
he was our main fourth party member. He was mm-hmm. constant throughout with us three. Um, he he was a warlock, warlock wizard. He was a wizard. 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 He he was a wizard. Um, and initially was just pure fucking trash in the most hilarious <laughs> way. Um, initially, he came in. He came in clutch near the end. But uh, yeah, a lot of his powers involved like cleaning himself. Uh, Prestidigitation. Rocks, yeah, throwing catapulting rocks at people. However, that did kill someone uh, with a belt, which was great. Um, but he was very much the comedic relief of our campaign. It was very funny to have that alongside quite two serious characters, and then mine was kind of like in between. Um, again, it's a shame we haven't recorded this one because I'd like to have put some of them bits on. I mean, for Vidovia's oh. highlights, him magnifying the first time like just completely like eviscerated and melted like three was it three halflings it was two it was two it was two so he used used magnified gravity and uh, just shattered them into a puddle on the floor and then literally just before we were getting to the main bus there was like eight orcs and we were like oh i think we might be ready for combat and josh was like hang on let me try something he used his um what's it called again magnified gravity that's it, magnified. No, 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 he didn't use that. It was it was a it was a gravity sinkhole that he used. Uh, oh, he used a different spell. And killed all eight of them, and that untriggered our final boss fight, which was hilarious because he did not think he would his roll his roll rate was really poor as well. Like yeah. he was always getting like rolling two fails. ones on stealth checks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Tried to hide as a dead body and just failed both times. This is worth knowing. He, 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 he was seventy years old. He was playing uh, Chronomancy, so he was sort of using, like, I think it was a fourth or third edition sort of skill set, some of the spells, uh, which is still official stuff, but it's not really, like, in the main rule set. So he was referring to a lot of that, and so he used a lot of, um, like, (laughs) there's one instance where he could sort of basically have three uses, I think, where he could, like, do a time rewind, so you could basically give someone a reroll, so you basically just give people advantage. And there was this one instance where he, he wanted to, to try and hit someone with his staff. So, like, he's got, like, five strengths. He's trying to bonk someone on the head with his staff. Rolled a one, time warped back, and rolled another one. <laughs> so he just absolutely <laughs> missed. against the Hezro? I, I don't think it was against yeah. the Hezro. I think it was one of the, um, it was, it was one of the uh, like, cultists in the church, uh, I'm fairly certain, is that... <laughs> It's just. Oh, that turned into a puddle himself. Yeah, he, he got uh, hit with the uh, what is it? Deal wounds inflict, and uh, inflict wounds. Yeah, and, and just inflict melt, wounds. Inflict wounds. I mean, we're t- we're talking his roles were that bad that he once tried to use uh, like the, the uh, magnified gravity on himself to see if it was working. As a, old, like a person. old person, old person. Oh, tried hold person it, three it, times as as a meta joke, and he ended up failing three times. He didn't even get to hold himself properly, like. Yeah. The, only, the only the only spell that actually really if worked well for him was the uh, clone one where he could basically make two Your image. Yeah, three yeah, other yeah, people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, three other people. Josh like, was a lot, lot, lot better when it came to like getting from place to place and finding clues and yeah. figuring things out. Uh, Speaking of which, combat. I think it's kind of it mixes in with highlights, but um, Tim, as the campaign kind of drew close to the end, uh, added some new things in, tried to change a few things, and they were really enjoyable. So we had a, uh, the first one was we had trials. So instead, of, so we we did our usual combat, having to you know beat something, but then we had to figure out how to beat it because it kept uh, 
it kept um, regenerating, didn't it? Mm. So we had to knock its weapon off it and then then kill it, which was great. And then we had a challenge of you know a riddle, and then we had another like kind of riddle where we had to kind of find which door was the right door, like off Yu-Gi-Oh. And you know we didn't even need to figure out I got it right, but no one listened to me because <laughs> my mantra apparently was stupid. For well, anyone who's listening. Yeah, if, if if anyone's listening, always go the left way because the right way is wrong. Shorty from Scary Movie, but it was right. The left door was correct, so I stand, you know, with my with my mantra. Um, but then the other the other um mechanic that we tried, which I really enjoyed, was um we were we were court martialed, um and we had to give speeches based on our um oh what was it um which role was it persuasion completely blanked. persuasion role, and depending on how the persuasion role went and how justified our arguments were we were on a point system so we started off at 20 and if we hit zero it would have gone one way if we hit 40 we were released we were lucky and we hit 40 and um, you know me and nathaniel especially put some extremely good arguments together yeah. and nathaniel's uh you know real life and paladin lawyer came out and he he went in and it kind of threw tim for one he was like ah, i don't know how to really answer that but um yeah so if we had failed that, we would have ended up in either combat or, you know, potentially jailed, uh, which I thought was a really interesting what-if scenario. I'd like, I think we should do more of those if possible. Uh, it's definitely interesting. Kind of makes the yeah. stakes a bit higher. Yeah. Once I sort of found out the mechanics, I thought, oh, I did not help us out very well. No, you were no, ben, ben shooting us in ben the foot. the entire court, yeah. Yeah, I met a threatened to kill them all multiple times because it was we were in the Elvish kingdom and... I hated everyone there, but yeah, it turns out every time you threaten someone, you get a minus. I think I threatened people six or seven times in my speech. Yeah, we 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 apparently were. I think the lowest we got to was like twelve. Mm. That's probably after my turn. Yeah, but that so that that was a that was a good highlight for me, just mechanically. Um, yeah, and, in... and the tiefling door, though, the fact that we ran into ah, a, yeah. a combat that there was absolute buckle chance that we were going to win. We had to end the session early because Tim was like, I didn't think you were going to actually stay and try and fight this massive Cyclops, a horde of undead, at like fourth level. It didn't go very well. I mean, if obviously expecting, to be fair, like I just got fine steed. I was going through that fucking portal and I was fighting the Cyclops. That was what was going to happen. And I explicitly said as such. <laughs> I think Tim made was it worse, just not, yes. not prepared for <laughs> stupidity. <laughs> That that was when I realised that the the original God Hammer was absolute trash because mm. I used its one day charge on four undead and it did nothing like it didn't it tickled them and I was thinking like again if I'd used the dragon well what did I call it dreadnought so dreadnought was the dragonborn bow if I'd used that in that scenario I'd have picked off a good two or three or four in in one or two attacks mm. so yeah that that hammer shown how scaling needed to be changed but we Absolutely. we didn't even really yeah. end up using them that much i fact i think i was the only one who actually used the god weapon uh, the, the shield never got used by having my sword the second longest never once rolled a net 20 with my uh on an attack i think to be fair though it, that was just due to having the range which did barely any damage it was like the only way of getting me into actual proper combat yeah no i, I think it was it was definitely a just just reward but uh it was, it was, there was definitely an element of, of, of they're, they're all homebrew weapons as well so it's, it's difficult yeah. sort of tuning them 
to be uh you know worthwhile but also relatively balanced because if, if we were just one showing everything it kind of makes encounter design pretty much impossible for tim and uh, which we nearly got to like we i think there was a week where tim was like i'm gonna have to up the levels a bit because like especially you two were literally like one or two attacks and they were they were dead without like anything else happening well i thought i feel like i should defend myself a little bit defend, defend the uh the world. Uh, we've you were both of you were out damaging me by the end of it. It's just my damage was consistent, and uh, I didn't have to use things like spell slots to get major damage. I mean, imagine if the because our, our final boss was um, uh, a, a, a giant ancient dragon, I think um, is what it was, and uh, it was a lightning dragon, mm. and you'd used a lightning arrow, and if if it wasn't lightning dragon resistant to lightning damage the amount of damage you'd have done would have been ridiculous you'd have been doing like so, sub maybe a hundred so pissed that they'd only just got that spell like a couple hours before hadn't used it yet was waiting to use it for the final boss used it and it literally did fuck all i was so upset You're just immune to the lightning damage yeah and uh fully waste I mean, I was maybe just a, a, a tad annoyed with the final boss, to be fair, because I hit it once because it started flying and I literally had to spend so many of my turns healing people because we didn't have a dedicated healer in our party. So like, I used like three turns to heal people rather than actually deal any damage. So it, it, I think perhaps what I'm going to do with our next campaign is, is I'm going to be the cleric just to keep make sure that we actually have a dedicated healer because I, I think having a party composition more balanced because we had a paladin, a ranger, a rogue, and a wizard. So that's very sort of glass cannony, right? Like there's not much backbone to that sort of team. Fairness, if, 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 um, if Fala had, had remained, we'd, we'd rather yeah. druid. Mm. We could, could have done something. So I think it was just unfortunate that we weren't able to get I mean, full power. Mm. It also didn't help that the dragon literally nearly wiped all four of us on its first attack <laughs> and actually took out Josh's character. 57 damage. damage 57 damage I, on the first attack. I took side. 11 you damage on the final broke, boss battle. Broke ass rogue. If I only took 11 damage in total. And I got bit, tail whipped, and managed to dodge all the uh, breath attacks. Unbelievable. Any, high really. any highlights as well? Then, like, I've got a few. I could. Uh, you guys. Like you said, the court case was one of my absolute favorite parts of the entire campaign. That the the joy in that of uh, questioning the constitutional validity of the trial itself as the, uh, the 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 divine authority through which the court's authority was deigned from had in fact passed away. So that, did that not in fact remove the divine authority of said court? Therefore bringing to question the validity of which you know through what authority do they have to judge us of all people so that was that was a fun little and angle just, and uh, <laughs> he had no idea how to respond to that I, I i think that was that was an unfair angle for me to take immediately to be like actually no this is a mistrial you got no authority which is sounds like a complete cop-out but within the context of the scenario it kind of was is that they were like a sort of religious society which you know their authority to govern it was all based around this 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 uh great serpent of order and she was gone, so that was it. But that was superb. Um, 
uh, again, breaking that 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 urchin's wrist. Because <laughs> <So I'm> like, <laughs> Tim was like, uh, Tim, <laughs> this was like the first session. Would be, you'd, he, I think he'd done it as a random roll as we're moving towards like our next objective. And uh, so the, the, the kid tries to rob me, and I just, without hesitation, just go, I break his wrist. And <laughs> Tim's like, what? <laughs> And like, I break his wrist. Like he's he's attempting things. That's that's the punishment for that. He's like, okay, roll a strength check. And I roll like a twenty-four or something. So I just absolutely pulverized this young. You're not realizing it was a child. Yeah, because he said urchin, and in my mind that didn't immediately go to child. I was like, that's just a street thief, right? But no, Tim was like, yeah, I actually said it was a child. So I was like, oh shit. We all heard it. Just, I, I just disabled, permanently marred this poor child's life. So I did heal of artists, but that that was that was a great, great point. Um, also, in in speaking of Vidovius, because Vidovius has many many highlights for this campaign, mm. but uh, Josh, um, our friend, the actual player of, of of Vidovius, he came in one session, and we just entered this other portal. We're on this mountain, and Tim was describing like where the sun was, you know, how high we're up, we were, where there's a dragon flying over, and all this sort of thing. And then Josh, just out of nowhere, he goes like, just just a second. I can, and we were like, "Well, where the hell are we?" And 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 Tim was like, "Well, you don't know." And so Josh was like, "Well, actually," and you've pulled out some little napkin maths. And uh, Josh had, has just, you know, many congratulations to him. He's just completed his masters of astrophysics, and so he pulls out like he basically tried to figure out. I think he had figured out based upon Earth-like yeah. circumference, uh, our planetary location based upon the star. <laughs> the circumference of the planet and all this sort of thing so he was like yeah we're, we're around about here on the planet i'm like what? we're all just like what the fuck are you even on about how did you figure that out like we've just gone through this pool he literally said there's a dragon flying overhead and he's like yeah i'm using some physics i'm pretty sure we're right here i'm like and he wasn't wrong either he wasn't wrong and it's so it was so in character of him and also his character mm. so it was it was a brilliant moment of, of of just an intersection between uh you know how life imitates art really yeah, I mean, highlights for me. Um, so personal one for myself was we had the uh, one of the main boss encounters at the beginning was a warlock. And again, mm. Ranger wasn't doing much damage at this point. Um, and then I just out of nowhere, I, I literally got a, like a crit hit. And like the warlock was like halfway through talking, like saying, you'll never get one of these books. I literally like fucking fired an arrow straight through his eye socket and he just died. And everyone was like, woo! Um, that, that was fun for me. I also loved that... Um, we essentially liberated a town through violence. So we mm. went through a dwarven mines, uh, you know, found uh, found the location of the next god weapon, went to their leader, Silvertooth. And again, Tim hadn't prepared for this. Tim was like, I, I thought you were just going to debate your way out or, you know, make a, a deal. And we were just like, you know what? He's a bit of an asshole. Let's just fucking fight him. And we won. No one could chose violence. Yeah, we, <laughs> we did. really did. We really did. And, and following on from that... Uh, that story is obviously we got the false god hammer which Nath was wielding and he and because Silvertooth's character could throw it and summon it back Nath thought he could do the same and he threw it and he essentially just bumped on the floor and just stayed there and he nearly walked away from it that was another fun one and reoccurring kind of themes as well was um, one of my favorites was definitely Ben's character Randy every time he did some cool ass shit would look for the gang's approval and we'd never give it him, and he'd always like he'd be like one one tear rolls down my eye, and um, and then finally one of my in character things, so similar to like Nas Kapoor, um, 
we it ended up getting really deep at one point. I ended up just doing like a mini counseling session and like re basically reading everyone's like traits and like how how they act around people. Tim wasn't even here. Our DM wasn't even here. He'd gone off like prep something, and we were just talking. I was like, we fully had like a notepad and was like, daddy issues, abandonment issues, and everyone was just like, what the fuck has just happened here? That 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 was fun for me. I quite enjoyed it. Again, I liked that we ended up falling into our characters by spilling bits of us out into it. Mm, definitely. Yeah, I don't crave that much validation, but uh <laughs> You says through gritted teeth. <laughs> but no, I think um probably one of my favourite moments was when we're on the boat. Oh <laughs> shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were hired to to get the this this package, which turned out to be like sea serpent eggs that were like basically narcotics for this wizard woman. Um and I'd pocketed two. Um was it just two? Yeah, it's two. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I pocketed two. Yeah, you pocketed two, yeah. Yeah, because we then we decided to put we saw some sea serpents um around our ship as we were sailing. You know. Thought it'd be a brilliant idea to to put the sea serpent egg in the water. I don't know, we because this was your idea now. It was my idea. The fish or Well I, like I, I thought, oh, sea serpent egg plus sea serpent, it's going to produce some sort of result, right? Like, that's what we were Fine trying to... intelligence. I, this is... I was like, there's something, there must be something here, like, like, surely... And Tim said, like, it glowed when you put it in the water and all that. So I was like, oh, shit, yeah. we're like, that's what he's thinking, because, like, there wasn't... It was weird that we were on a boat in the middle of nowhere, and right as we have sea dragon eggs, sea dragons rock up. I'm like, oh, okay. So in a bit of a metagaming way, I was sort of like, maybe we should give something a try. So I was like... Give me a bit of rope. I'll make it like not a little basket and put it at the end of my halberd and dangle the egg <laughs> with the end of the halberd off the, off the side of the boat. And I was like, well, maybe we'll see what happens when a sea dragon sees a sea dragon egg. Maybe we could catch the sea dragon, learn more, all this sort of thing. So I thought it was like well worth it. <laughs> of course, it went absolute shit. <laughs> you dropped your helmet in the water. I failed the strength. I missed the saving throw. Yeah, yeah we, we, we so fucked up I, like three rolls. Without hesitation, dove headfirst into the sea serpent infested water. Um, I couldn't quite get it back until uh, it came in clutch because we'd, uh, we'd just leveled, so I had mage hand. Mm -hmm. sure. I mean, you know, you know, afterwards, Tim was like, I didn't actually expect anything to come of that. He was like, I just wanted to remind you that the sea serpents are still a thing. That was the, literally the only reason he'd mentioned it. I, 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 five, <laughs> five intelligent paladin was like, oh, let's do something about it. I mean, I was on the same way, Luke. I mean, another highlight as well from Vidovia, so Josh's characters. So the initial like beginning is we had to do a quest to get these eggs for Lady Tritemore, um, who in my eyes always reminds me of Lady Demetresque. Um, Josh basically tries to flirt his way out of like <laughs> a deal at the very beginning, and and again his roles are just absolutely piss. Which, and which be fair, doesn't work. Is it? It's a valid. It's like a usually a valid tactic, yeah. but usually you have to be something like a bard that has ridiculous charisma, not a seventy-year-old wizard. <laughs> he couldn't even read. <laughs> <laughs> Because that, that uh, was uh, Vidovis' whole thing, is that he he just was ancient and he just couldn't read. I think um, we have to, I, I have to say, Vidovis' greatest uh, moment was at our last session <laughs> with the mushrooms and the belt. Oh, God. <laughs> 
You thought the gnome was his son. That was genius. So Josh tripping on mushrooms from the Underdark sees this gnome trying to trying to find the, the legendary shield and he just picks it up from my boy. Starts patting it on the head. And then we but then him. starts getting a belt out. <laughs> No, no son of mine is going to abuse mushrooms while he was high on them as well. <laughs> yeah, no, that was the cobalt we convinced in the next. Uh, oh right, yeah, next yeah. Door. <laughs> he, gets and he his... walks into the tavern, casts enlarge on himself. <laughs> oh, that went horribly wrong for me as well. The barkeep of that tavern was like the next person because Josh had kicked down the door. Ben had kicked. Oh no, Ben was invisible. Nath then when he kicked down the door. And that was like, whoever next kicks this door down, I'm going to fucking kill. I go and roll a three strength, so I ne- tap the door <laughs> and get fucking knocked prone by the barkeep. Um, another thing as well, I, I, I forgot um, that I got I got a laugh out. I know it got everyone else as well for me. was um, So my whole backstory was I, I loved bears. Like a, I, a bear set, like I saved a bear in my whole backstory. You know, I was a loner and I saved a bear from death. And I was wearing his, his like skin after he'd sacrificed himself but basically tim decided halfway through the campaign this dragon we the not the final boss dragon another dragon Mm. just swoops down over the mountain comes down and literally like attacks us all but there's like this one bear like walking towards us as it happens and it failed the roll and gets burnt to a crisp and i like fully had a breakdown about it (laughs) because out like out of game, I, I am a big bear fan, so I was actually very distraught for that like next ten minutes. I don't think I said anything, but I thought that was very uh, very shitty but clever of Tim to just go and fucking kill one single random bear in the forest. Unfortunate collateral damage, really. But uh, yeah, I mean, oh God, there, there, there were so many highlights. I mean, like one of the sessions, I spent like ninety percent of it just pretending to be a corpse in the back of this wagon. While Josh, in a disguise, tried to like blather, it, it was it was uh, Vadovis and uh, Randir who spent yeah. so long trying to convince these cultists that we weren't, <laughs> that we knew what was going on, that we were part of their plan and all this sort of thing, and it it just continuously got we got further and further and deeper into the lie, and uh, yeah, it was, it was um, uh, Aiden and I that was basically just spent the entire session as uh, <laughs> as, as corpses. So we ended up fighting this. Uh, I was going to say, and then I'm pretty sure I, I, I Leroy Jenkins did. I'm pretty sure we've all had a Leroy Jenkins moment. Yeah. That, that did with the portal. I did in the cultist base. We had to go and fight a, um, what was it, the Hezro? We had to yeah. prove our worth by fighting the Hezro. So I literally just went straight in and didn't even think about it, which uh, ended it ended all right, actually, didn't it? We didn't. We did win. Badly, though. It was, yeah. it was, that, that was definitely a fight where we could have maybe used our heads a little bit more or maybe yeah. Tim could have helped helped us out a little bit more there because what we began to realise was it was resistant to slashing, piercing, and I'm pretty sure bludgeoning as well. Mm. So the only damage that, that was doing anything was uh, nice divine smite, so radiant damage. Mm. Um, so I was just stood there banging out like 25s after 25s, but they were just doing half damage. Yeah. Um, so I think realistically we should have maybe strategized a bit better. I think you could. I mean, also, you could probably say that for a lot of our fights is that we were very much of the sort of, at least I know that was my approach to combat. Yeah, just just fuck up the guy nearest me. Just 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 absolutely pop the cooldowns and just make that guy vanish. 
That was my combat strategy. Like I had all these different think, tools, but I just never used them. I was just like, yeah, more damage. I think we we were somewhat tactical in the final boss. But I mean, before we like we talk about that a bit more, but I I, I mean our live session was so much more fun. Like we had music on in the background, like and at first we were just like playing like wow and Lord of the Rings music, kind of setting the scene. And then we were like, right, boss battle, let's play some fucking soundtrack from Doom. Let's play. And then we ended up listening we walked into the tavern, which again was another highlight for everyone, I think, because we walked into a tavern and we ended up putting the uh Marsaisley Cantina music on as we walked through, which was absolutely <laughs> hilarious and actually really set the mood. So yeah, I mean the the live the live player was really fun, and we've said we'd like to try and do that at least once a year. Um, just a completely different experience, but so fun. Mm, definitely, like manually doing all the roles is actually. I found my, I found myself so much more engaged with that because you actually have to put your mind together and like have a notepad next to you and like for like the six hours we played, I never slipped out of the con my concentration. But to be fair, there have been sessions when we're doing it online where like you know you're at the computer, right? So you alt tab, or you do this, and you sort of to slip out of it when you sat at a table with other people that's impossible right so you know and it, it takes a lot more of your mind you know because you've got to scribble things out update your hp update your spell slots manually all that sort of thing so there's a lot it's a lot more engaging i find found with you know being being in live but uh yeah there's, there's pros and cons for both approach definitely yeah it's definitely for my final streamlined yeah when it comes to just you know do a perception check do your initiative mm. What's your damage? All that's so much simpler, but I, I think it was a, a lot more engaging. Mm, definitely, and it was fun. It was fun. It was fun having the visual fights and stuff. Like I know we had our absolutely half-assed made figures that were great, made out of Lego, and then our dragon boss was a Gundam at the end of it. But it, it just looked super fucking hilarious, and we were here for it. I'm gonna have to say this because it was driving me mental, and I wouldn't expect you guys to know, but it wasn't a Gundam. It's not a Gundam. It's the Synergy. It's not a Gundam. Let's be I'm sorry, but I have to be very explicitly clear about that, because it was doing my head in, and I didn't want to say it, because I'm that much of a nerd, but it's doing my head in. It's the Synergy. Do you want to show the camera which one it is, just so people can back your play here? I thought this was, this was, because Tim described the dragon as black and red, right? So the only one I had that was sufficiently black and red was the Synergy. So red Gundam. Great Synergy. It's red Gundam. <laughs> yeah, the red, the red, the red Gundam, <laughs> the red Gundam. Uh, yeah, no. So that that was that was nice because um, he just had the big because the dragon took up the entire screen and Tim was using I believe it's Incarnate.com to generate a lot of our combat maps, which is really awesome. You can do that sort of stuff nowadays with the sort of like online maps and all that. Just have a grid over them and add in some little details and all that sort of thing. It's, it's quite fun to be fair. Yeah, it was. It was. It was cool. It was. It was very. It was very useful having that when we were playing through Discord. But it was just so. It just felt again. It just felt more immersive playing it on a map with the figures mm. and you know having and even the scale. You know, it, it just all looked proper. It was. It was very. It was very enjoyable. And although I will say, again. I, I did obviously appreciate having the maps and things, but it was a bit frustrating for me because obviously. As, I, as I've said at the start, mechanically I understand D and D quite well. We weren't using movement speed properly, so like the squares weren't five feet, so it's like we couldn't calculate, you know, exactly what our characters could do. We were just saying, mm. oh, yeah, that's roughly five feet. So it was all approximate, um, which is something. Um, well, I think we'll. I, and come on, because I'm. I think I am running the next yeah. campaign. 
I will try and do my best to make sure the mechanics are on point. But I think that's good because we'll all just learn from each other. And as, as we continue to do more, we can change the things that didn't work so well and add in more things that we did enjoy. Yeah, no, I mean, I think we're definitely like, I mean, I, I will say in the podcast that, you know, we've done a bit of a, uh, a Malazan uh, side uh, piece, every few, only a very few sessions of it. Uh, but then we've got Archie as well, who's looking to, to line up after um, Ben's sort of uh, adventures potentially doing a sci-fi style one in a very archy style so it's going to be quite dark quite dark and 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 uh relatively gritty but i think some of us have been cooking up characters for that if you want to just briefly mention that just as just an interesting for what we've got coming up i guess yeah i mean um for so for archie's sci-fi campaign i've uh, i've just finished making a i can't remember what the class uh the race is it's the godlike human essentially yeah um yeah um i'm that and i'm a fighter uh but essentially my whole shtick is i'm the shredder from teenage mutant ninja turtles um he's called Araku, which is um you know the shredder's real name um i think i hope i haven't butchered that um but yeah so that's going to be mine I'll, I'll i'll use two two short swords uh two-handed fighting um but i'll, I'll be very like in character as like how the shredder would be so you know mm. loyal to you know like my own clan and um, you know honor martial artists but just pure want revenge on a certain clan that would equivalently be the turtle clan um so yeah that, that that's that's the kind of thing i'm going for and then in ben's campaign <laughs> of uh again i'm kind of going you know meta but i'm i'm doing the magna defender from power rangers uh so if anyone who's watched our power rangers episode magna defender is one of my favorite characters um and i'm going to basically yeah i, I think again i'm a fighter i can't remember what class i am uh but i again sticking to very much the character's you know design i'm just pure vengeance pure just want to take revenge on the person that killed my you know my son um, I, I will team up with people, but it's only for my gain. I don't give a shit about anyone else. That it's going to be fun to play someone that is not me, because mm. uh, Damocles in this campaign was very much. I think we all kind of played to who we were as a person um, and ha- our traits. Whereas you know, Oraku and Magnum Defender is completely out of my you know remit. I, I wouldn't, wouldn't fuck people over for my own gain and stuff. So yeah, it'll be really fun to play. To be honest, what about you guys? Do you want to say yeah, Ben? I mean, You're, uh... Yeah, yeah, I'll go. So I'm um same race as Aiden, so it's a variant. As Mia, as Mia. Yeah, so basically just demigods to an extent. But uh, but obviously that'll we're gonna have to change and tweak a lot of these things so it fits within the sci-fi realm. Yeah, of course. So whether we're like genetically enhanced or got cybernetics or something, I, I don't know. Um, but I'm playing a bard, um, which I'm quite excited for. Um, so I'm charismatic as fuck. Um, some of my, my first side traits I love a good insult, even one directed at me. Uh, and I know a story relevant to almost every situation, so I'm just gonna be chatting shit the entire time. But my, my thing is like, I was part of a, a heavy metal underground band, and we sort of accidentally created a cult, and I'm sort of adventuring to to right some wrongs uh that some of my cultists may have uh may have done in my name 
I'm very, very excited to see how that plays out. I think that's a fantastic character idea. To be fair, like yeah, I, think I need to, I need to speak to Archie about it because, because um, obviously I played bass and that, so I sort of want to have my like a hand axe as a bass guitar, like a mini bass guitar or something. So, yeah. Um, but also, my name is Cobb True Jello, which is a play on Robert Trujillo. I can't say his name. The bass is from Metallica, except food. That's very cool. I mean, I, I again, all of these sort of things are going to be sort of um, price matched, I suppose, to Archie's tone and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how, how they come out the other end of that. But uh, yeah, so for, for me, for, for Ben's campaign, I was thinking, I was looking, because they actually have a samurai, uh, like a class type of, of fighter in um, D&D. And I was thinking maybe do doing they? that. They do, yeah, yeah. It seems a bit piss. Oh, like, dude. I was, I was thinking that's that's the shredder. Like I'd have done that as the shredder if I saw that. I didn't I was, see it there. I was thinking because it was, it was on like one of the D and D wikis I was looking at. I was looking at the whole list of different classes, and um, as as uh, one of the variations of, of is either barbarian or um, fighter. But I'm fairly sure it's fighter is um, they have like advantages to to like diplomacy and that sort of thing because you're like a polite gentleman sort of warrior that sort of thing. I think maybe like a Virgil uh, cosplay, but for. I'm also tempted by, as I said, I want to be a cleric. So I was thinking um, a death cleric. So it's sort of like um, one of the characters from Malzahn is an amazing, uh, like sort of a very, very uh, uncaring uh, priest of hood. So that's sort of the energy I was going for. But uh, for Archie's campaign, as I'm... Icarol puts... <laughs> no, he's actually the high priest of shadow. So not not similar to uh, him. Who you want to buy then? Is the... Someone else. Um, but uh, How do I not know? I don't think you'd know them yet. Yeah, uh, wow. they're in the Bone Hunters, though. They're one of the Bone Hunters. They're in one of the squads of the Bone Hunters. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so. I think I know who it might be. Yeah, uh, and then for Archie's campaign, is I'm doing a guy called Colobos, uh, which is it's sort of like a an, so in Archie's universe, AI is sort of um, outlawed sort of thing, and uh, so I, I I'm going to be this rampant ai in a very you know cortana kind of way but uh, i was created and um then i basically got bored and because i was sort of isolated as my creator had to make me at the edge of this galaxy and you know he, he was outlawed and that sort of thing it like made my ai substrate decay so i sort of became like rampant and uh i sort of have this obsession with art but then what what i sort of categorize as art isn't like it's as as the campaign goes on it's going to devolve so not just like, oh, I suddenly find violence to be to be very, very interesting and, and artistic. It's like, oh, look at the way that body is lined up on the floor. There's also going to be stuff like, you know, as I sort of said to Josh, like, like a can of sardines just tipped ever so slightly on its side. And it's not just like the, the vast visages of space. It's like it's it's going to have some aspect of like Douglas Adams wackiness to it, which I think will be fun. So I'm, I think that, that will work really well because I'm, I'm chaotic as fuck. It's, yeah. I'm actually chaotic. Uh, which is I the world we're all using playing new ideas chaotic. and old actions. Yeah, so, yeah. We, we could be on a real vibe now. I definitely think so. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited because I feel like there'll be moments where like something completely benign will happen, but I'll just be like, my character will just be completely fixated with this thing. Like, this is it. This is it. This is art and that sort of thing. So I'm, I'm excited for that because I think that'll be really, really fun. But uh, yeah, I think there's just a lot to look forward to with d There's a lot that we haven't explored. Like, we've just done one campaign and I uh, there's a lot of players out there who've been playing for literally decades and they've had the single games that have run for decades. But uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I think we're all pretty pretty gassed on it, to be fair. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I look forward to sharing 
some of our moments hopefully in the future with people because definitely they might they might out of context they might even be even funnier or they might just go <laughs> what the fuck but we, we've had such a fucking hoot with them and I, i'm excited to start our next campaign so we'll probably be doing a few more D podcast episodes as well you know we're talking mm-hmm. about how things are going or our last latest campaigns um so yeah it's it nice to add something a bit different to the podcast as well definitely this is so, yeah i think yeah, cool. I'm just going to say it's something new for us, so it's 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 cool to sort of explore and and you know just have it out there. I guess our exploration is, is nice. Absolutely. Uh, so hopefully we'll uh, start churning out a few more episodes again. Now we've uh, got a break between our campaigns, uh, mm. and we'll spice it up a little bit. We've got a few things we'd like to cover soon. So uh, thank you for listening to our D and D, our first D and D experience. So uh, we hope you've enjoyed as much as we did, and we'll see you for the next episode.